When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to The Stars Made Me Do It. You've got Sierra and Mimi here, and we are jumping in with a new and potentially never-ending mini-series. <laughs> Maxi-series? Um, Maxi-series, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be all about aspects, but like specific aspects. Yeah, talking about the relationships between two planets. So this because we're coming up or you know valentine's season is upon us we're talking about the two planets of love and relationships and sex we're talking about venus and mars so basically we're going to talk about how venus is individually how mars is individually how they interact with one another and then also specifically in each one of the major aspects so if you don't know what any of what I just said is we have a lot of good reference episodes. We've got inner and outer planet episodes in our back to basic series so that you can get to know the individual planets and how they show up. And then we also have aspect episodes on the major aspects and minor aspects. But I think for these, we'll focus on majors because there's so much information to get into. And I want to make sure that anybody who's listening gets gets what they're looking for. Yeah. So when you look at your own birth chart or when you're looking at a transit or you're looking at your chart and somebody else's chart, every like all of those planets are communicating with one another. And that's what aspects are. And we're going to go over what the basic, you know, the major aspects are. We're going to give a little refresher on that, a little refresher on Venus and Mars. But Mm -hmm. in general, it is the relationship that different planets make with each other. And that's why this series is going to kind of go on forever because we've got a lot of planets. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many planets and so many different ways that those relationships can show up. And we, I think this was like really inspired by our second podcast over on Patreon because we do discuss like current transits and we're always talking about the relationships between certain planets, how they interact, how they differ. Um, So if you're interested in more discussions like that, go check us out on patreon.com slash the stars made me do it you get early access to the episodes every week they are ad free and you also get a little astro community and you can join for a free trial for seven days so you can have access to everything that we put out there we put out a calendar every month for the transits that are coming up Um, and then you can also keep up to date with what we're putting out on our instagram at the stars made me podcast and tiktok at the stars made me podcast when i get my shit together and actually put clips out (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of good references already on there though so definitely check that out But another thing besides the definite, you know, inspiration from our Patreon community and that second podcast where we're constantly talking about the transits, if you're kind of jumping in and you're like, wait, what's a transit? It's, you know, the planets presently where their trajectory in the sky. And then we talk about it Mm -hmm. in relationship to us, in relationship to one another, you know, like Mercury retrograde, that type of, you know, all of those (laughs) things are the transits that are happening. But I also, I really like to look up my chart in relation to other people's charts and, you know, see, Mm -hmm. okay, like me and my mom, we have, oh my gosh, we have sun conjunct Mars. So together, you know, when I look at her chart and my chart, we have sun conjunct Mars. What does that mean? And then I'm kind of like diving in. Okay, well, I know sun is this. I know Mars is this. Conjunction is this. And then you put all the pieces together. And 
I realized that there's so many moments that I'm doing that personally. And I'm sure that a lot of people in the astrology yeah. community are also looking at very specific aspects, either for you as an individual person, you and somebody else in your life, or maybe right now you realize that, hey, Mars is transiting over my Venus. What does this mean? What is this going to show up for me? So in these aspects episodes, and in this specific one, when we talk about Venus and Mars, you can apply all of this to you as an individual. If if you have this aspect in your chart, if you and another person have this aspect in either your composite chart or your comparison chart, and then also transits when these planets are moving over your personal planets. Yes. So should we get into just like a little overview of the planets Venus and Mars and how they show up in our charts? Absolutely. All right. So, I mean, if you're listening in on our Venus season, then you already are getting pretty acquainted with Venus. But obviously, Venus is related to love, values, our finances. It's the planet of relationships, creative pursuits, and it also rules Taurus and Libra. It's how we seek harmony. It's our sense of attraction. And it's where we find pleasure. Yeah, I it's for me, it's also that giving and receiving of love. It's the how mm -hmm. what makes you feel loved and how you show others that you love them. Yeah. Yeah. And then for Mars, we have action, desire, sex drive, motivation, aggression, and it rules Aries and Scorpio. Yeah. So very different energies where Venus is like, let's smooth the edges. Mars is like, let me build up some edges. <laughs> like, <laughs> much edgier. And when we're looking at like the relationship with both of these planets to sex, Venus is making love and Mars is oinking. <laughs> I, I hope that that makes it to TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> just well i mean we are an explicit podcast i don't know why at that moment i was like i can't possibly swear but you, you all know what i mean yeah but that's why we are talking about venus and mars together because they are relationship planets like mimi said like the venus elements are the you know smoother softer more loving parts yeah. of a relationship and then mars is so much more passion behind yeah. it. We have the love creativity part of Venus and we have the passion, desire and aggression part of Mars that comes into, yeah, relationships, especially intimate relationships. This is gonna show up in all relationships, but we really look at Venus and Mars when we're talking about intimate relationships. Yeah, I mean, Mars is like the motivation behind why we take action. It's what drives us. It's what moves us forward, what propels us. Whereas Venus is, this feels really good for me. And it's not about taking action, but more just about embodiment. And like we said, creative pursuits, like tapping into your creativity just for the sake of being creative, rather than Mars being like, I'm doing this so that I can take action and move forward and be propelled. Yeah. And when it comes to uh, an intimate relationship with Venus and Mars, I feel like Venus is that energy where you're like, oh my gosh, I love this about this person. And then Mars uh -huh. is like, and I am really freaking attracted to this about this yes. person. That's the difference there where they both make up the feelings towards a person or the feelings that another person makes you feel. But the Venus is more of like, I oh, love that about them. And the Mars is yes. like the eyebrows raised like, yes, love that about them. <laughs> 
For sure. So <laughs> let's touch base on the aspects too. So the major aspects are conjunction, sextile, square, trine, and opposition. Um, I also include it in conjunct because I, I love an aversion, but um, we'll see if we have time to talk about that. But um, let's just really briefly go over what they are. Conjunction is when two or more planets are on top of each other. So they are being, they are in the same sign and within, for me, the orb I use is five degrees. So they're within five degrees of each other. Um, this means that they are working in the exact same way uh, and they, they're they communicating to each other directly. There's no um, tether that needs to hold what they're saying to each other. They're simply one in the same. Yeah. If you think about a conjunction, the little like metaphor analogy example that I like to give is think of like you and another person both sitting in the same like comfy chair. You're both two individual people. You are different. You have different personalities. But if one person is moving, the other person's feeling it. Like you're stuck in this like tight space next to each other and you can't really function without the other one. One person can't get up without the other person kind of letting them get up. You're very much interdependent. One person's moving, yeah. the other person feels it. You're still two individual things. You know, we'll get into Mars conjunct Venus. It's still Mars, it's still Venus, but conjunct, we're really squished next to each other. We're shush kebobbed in that chart. Yeah. So talking about Venus and Venus and Mars being in a conjunction with one another, this is our sense of attraction, our sense of pleasure being conjunct our drive. For me in a natal chart, this is like decisiveness is always in a tandem with what brings you pleasure. So this is someone who's romantically bold. They're a go-getter. This is the person who's going out and, you know, picking up someone that they find attractive. Um, they can tend to be quite sexually dominant. And then I think that the sign that this conjunction in is going to give you a lot of insight because if it's in, um, you know, say it's in Libra, Venus rules Libra. So Mars being in Libra is a little less comfortable, a little less dominant, a little less assertive. So we're going to see more of the smooth side that we have Venus here. But if say Venus and Mars are conjunct in Aries, we're going to, Mars is kind of winning out there and it's saying that it's going to be extremely dominant maybe they are a little edgy they're a little rough um they're definitely on the more dominant side but it really depends what sign both of these planets are in but regardless of the sign there is a sense of um assertiveness when it comes to their relationships and there's also an ability to move forward without uh ruffling feathers because venus is assisting mars yeah. And I have a quote here. Um, all my quotes today are from a Astrology King. And for Venus conjunct Mars, Venus conjunct Mars natal profoundly affects relationships, but your intense passions can influence all areas of life. Your strong desire for love and affection means that love relationships take up much of your time. Your sex drive and need for intimate relationships can sometimes cause friction within relationships. And I will say that I think that that comes down to a lot of what Mimi said about what sign it's in. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, Mars, sorry, an Aries, you know, if you have Venus and Mars conjunct in Aries, then yeah, that's going to have a lot of that Mars energy, a lot of that intensity, intensity, and maybe that could be friction in relationships because Mars is always present. Because remember, we're together in like that, you know, chair together, and we. Mars is always going to be present with Venus, just like Venus is always going to be present with Mars. So depending on which one is leading in that moment, you still have the other one there with you. So I could see that, but I also would think that Venus conjunct Mars 
can be very social and very um, needing to do what they love, literally needing to do what they love. Mars is your drive and how you get things done. And Venus deals with all the, you know, areas of life that involve love with your creativity and your values. And so I would think that for a Venus conjunct Mars person, they would really need to be following their passions or what they are doing really needs to align with their values in order to feel their best self. Yeah, I mean, Venus rules, right? We know Taurus and Libra and Mars rules both of the opposites of that, Aries and Scorpio. So these two planets are direct opposites of each other. Um, I, I, It's interesting that Astrology King says that it can cause friction within relationships because I think actually this natally is a great placement for having balance, for knowing when to use that Mars energy versus when Venus could really be more supportive in the moment. I think that there's a really good balance here rather than there being friction. I think friction will come later on in the aspects. What do you think about with this Venus conjunct Mars when it comes to if you have a, if you have Venus and your partner has Mars and so together you have Venus conjunct Mars in that same spot, which would be your sinister. Um, I think your, your partner is going to be very sexually attracted to you. And I think that, so say that my Venus were my partner's Mars, I think that from my Venus point of view, I would really value their ambition. I would value the way that they do things, what drives them, what motivates them. And for them, I think if, you know, you have the Mars perspective and your partner has the same Venus as your Mars, it would, you would be motivating them to create, to be creative and to mm -hmm. pursue their creativity and to create something from your creativity rather than just creating to create because Mars wants, Mars wants results. Mars wants to see that something got done. Yeah. Yeah. And then from that opposite perspective, if it was you with the Mars and your partner with the Venus, mm -hmm. I think that you there would just be a real, I don't know, a, a softness there of maybe adding something a little bit of value to what you are doing. I think that person would show up and like, wow, the fact that you, you know, say it's it's Mars and Virgo and Venus and Virgo, the the mm -hmm. fact that the way you go through your life is you are, you know, organizing everything and you are noticing all of the details and that Venus and Virgo person is like, wow, I'm so appreciative that you noticed that little yeah. thing about me and that you put all of the dishes away. And then that Mars in Virgo person is like, wow, I just, this is just how I do things. And they make me feel valued because of the way yeah. I do things. Yeah. The Venus placement knows how to stop and appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. And then mm. when it comes to if together, when you have that composite chart with you and your partner, having that composite Venus conjunct Mars, I think it goes back to everything we said about if that was just you as an individual, but it's how you and your yeah. partner are functioning as a couple. Yeah. This is a healthy sex life. This is, I could see this being a couple that works together, that they're, they are financially very independent, um, but as a unit. So they they create their own little ecosystem of their home because, you know, Venus does also rule your finances. Mars rules this entrepreneurial spirit. So, you know, maybe they own a small business together. Um, they 
constantly are motivating each other and validating each other in whatever area of life that they, you know, depending on the sign that this conjunction is in. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of motivation and also the the energy of being able to stop and slow and be appreciative of, of what you've done. Yeah. And so if we have a transit happening, so say you have your, your natal Mars in, I'm going to use me in Gemini, and we've got Venus transiting over your natal Mars. Mm -hmm. We have this, and, you know, we'll do it for the opposite too, but for when you have a, you know, that drive energy being highlighted, I think it would be a really great time to, I think, recognition of what I do there i i can find value in what i do if you're in a, in a lost moment i think a transiting venus over your mars would really highlight that actually the things that you're doing already naturally are of value hmm. and i would think that in the opposite way if you have mars transiting your natal venus that it could really encourage you to maybe get social to get creative to dive into a project and to really do something about what it is that, yeah. you know, with a relationship with uh, a project. Yeah, because at the end of the day, these planets are are both extremes. Venus is extreme in the way that it is an internal processor and Mars is extreme in the way that it is an external processor. And so whenever one is forming a conjunction to the other, it's just bringing it back to center. When Venus is forming a conjunction to your natal Mars, it's, it's asking you to stop, slow down, embody the movements, be more intentional, be really present. Whereas when Mars is lighting up that Venus, it's saying, Hey, let's get moving. Like, yeah, like you said, like, let's get social, let's create something tangible out of these, you know, projects that you're just internally creating. I like the idea of, like you said, with Mars being such an external energy and Venus more of an internal energy, that it's kind of flipping that switch to whatever your natal placement is. It's allowing uh -huh. whatever that opposite energy is because they're working right next to each other now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to a sextal. You want to you want to give us a little rundown of what a sextal is? Yeah. So a sextal is an opportunity aspect. In general, if we're just going by signs, it's every other sign. Mm -hmm. That's the one that's going to be sextal. And so a sextal shows us what could be available if we have our eyes and ears open. And that native needs to be made aware of these opportunities before being able to take advantage of them. So it is definitely something that you can take advantage of. It is an opportunity. They are not on top of each other. They're almost like in the peripheral vision of each other. And when they take time to just look a little bit to the right it's like oh wait you're over there how are we going to work with yeah. one another because we can chat we're not too far away and we can chat with one another yeah what's great about this is that they both have the same process so they're both because they are basically in alternating signs it's within 60 degrees give or take five degrees because of the orb they're always going to be either internal together or external together or if you know the terminology you know is feminine versus masculine they're all going to be feminine together or masculine together um i like to think of sextals as these planets are assets to each other so when mars has a plan so say my mars is in capricorn it has a plan and then my venus is in scorpio venus is an asset to that mars energy it's saying okay well i know 
know that I'm able to deep dive into social networking and communicate or not communication, but um, being able to tap into people's intentions. And that's going to be an asset to the Mars desire to lead a group of people, you know? So, and like, opposite as well vice versa when venus is trying to do something mars is going to be an asset to that venus and motivating and having energy and being able to back it up but like you said it is something that needs you need to recognize it in order to use that asset yeah this feels like to me very successful co-teacher energy you're two separate Mm. teachers you're in you're both in the front of the room you're not too far away from each other, but you're not shoved next to each other, totally dependent yeah. on one another. You can bounce ideas back and forth. And you also both bring something of value that the you're, you're speaking a similar language, though. You both have the same lesson plan, but you're doing it in your own yeah. you know, special way. And so, yeah, I just like that we're different here, but we are very compatible, very successful co-teaching. And the quote from Astrology King here is that Venus sextal Mars natal makes you vivacious, energetic, and honest. You are sociable and popular and should be among the in crowd because of your beautiful appearance and cheerful nature. There is nothing superficial about your beauty and friendliness. You have a zest for life and a strong desire to experience everything with intensity. Oh, interesting. Experiencing everything with intensity. I do like that because... Mars is intense and and Venus ruling relationships, you know, really wants to have that intensity involved. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because it's hard to talk about these without having specifics of these are the signs that these planets are in, because there will be a point in um, like if you have this aspect in your chart, it really depends on the sign they're the signs they're in because um one of the planets could be basically winning over the other say mars is in capricorn or no say mars is in scorpio and mars is a ruler of scorpio and venus is sextal to that mars venus is either in virgo or in capricorn which are neither of venus's strong points yeah whereas mars in scorpio it is the strong point so you do sort of have this leverage mars has this leverage and is sort of winning over venus you're going to be more of a mars dominant person if that's the case whereas if you have venus in libra then mars will either be in um in leo or in sagittarius which is not either of mars's strong points even though it is fire you know venus is winning out there being in its own sign so it really does depend on how this is showing up specifically in the chart that you're looking at um because one of these planets is going to be dominant yeah that's a really good point that's like (laughs) one of these co-teachers is louder than the other one and (laughs) yeah or like one of these co-teachers has a better way of communicating to the student yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah so for i i would also think that this would be you know this is harmonious if you've got your venus sextal to somebody else's mars if you've got your mars sextal to someone else's venus because they do communicate well they speak the same language they they when they take the time to notice each other they're on the same page so there is a there is a, I, I would think that it would be maybe a little less code. I don't want to say codependent in the word of codependent, but I, I mean, you're, like they're dependent. not dependent. Exactly. Yeah. They would not be as dependent 
on one another as they would be in that conjunction. But I would think yeah. that they would just function really well together if it was you comparison to somebody else in your life, if you're looking at that. Yeah, totally. They're, they function individually, but in a moment where they're like, man, I could really use some motivation. Oh, wait, I literally have Mars in the sextile with me. Why don't I just use that? I have that to my, um, I could, yeah, I have that in my tool belt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So cool. for a composite chart, having that as well, again, I'm going to, I'm just going to reiterate it every time we say it, but a composite yeah. chart, if you're looking, you and your partner, you and your friend, you have a composite Venus sextile Mars, it's going to mean that you as a unit, when the two of you are together as a unit, you function in every which way that we explained for having a natal chart, which is actually really cool to think about if your natal Venus and Mars don't function at all that way. And maybe you have a little bit more of a difficult aspect where it's not as smooth that having you and your partner with a Venus and Mars sextile could be really nice and refreshing. And wait, this is such an asset mm. to me. Let me just turn a little bit this way and take on this Venus energy or take on this Mars energy that I don't have when I'm just a, me as an individual. Yeah, sextile, like especially in a composite chart or in synastry, this is really a moment for you to recognize just how similar and different you are. Because when we're, you know, when we experience a sextile, we're either dealing with earth and water or air and fire. And while earth and water and air and fire do have similarities with one another, they also do operate very differently. And so there's almost this illusion of, oh, wow, we're really similar to each other. And then over time, you recognize how you are different. And instead of letting that kind of break you apart to show you oh, this is how we can work with each other and how we can both benefit from our differences. It's almost like when somebody shows you a different way of doing things and you're like, oh my gosh, wait, that's so smart. As opposed to like, well, I like doing things my way. It's like, wait, oh my gosh, that is so yeah. smart. And you learned a new tool based yeah. on, but it works with the way you like doing things. Yeah, I mean, it's another positive aspect. So there's an openness to how the other person does something there's still a sense of value of how somebody is taking action with this venus mars relationship and then for a transiting venus or mars making a sextile to your venus or mars this is one that personally i wouldn't really pay attention to this is like yeah. it's something that i would say like oh okay cool that you know it's happening but unless it's right in my face, there's going to be other aspects that are feeling more prominent. So I wouldn't pay too much attention to it, but it could just be a nice little extra oomph, a little extra push of motivation to do what you enjoy doing, to make a financial investment or to um, create or to make sure that all of your actions are actually um, valuable and tangible rather than just like wasting energy. But for the most part, if this were happening to me, if this transit were happening to me, I, I wouldn't be like, I don't know, I wouldn't be writing home about it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this would be the transit that if there was a lot of really, you know, abrasive or more difficult transits going on, I'd be like, okay, well, at, at least, you know, Venus is sex to my Mars, you know, like there. There would be like a, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know like what's I, really funny actually is I just realized Mars is literally sexed on my natal Venus as we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> I have not been paying attention to it. <laughs> well, there you go. But no, I agree. It's not something that I don't think because it's something that you have to, you know, 
pay that extra little attention yes. to notice that yeah. other things are probably blocking that vision that you need to pay attention to first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. I'm wrong. Venus will be sextile my Mars. Mars is currently trying my Venus. And speaking if anybody that, is keeping yeah. track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, why don't we, why don't we talk about trines a little bit? So this is, um, forming a tri a side of a triangle in the chart this is a harmonious aspect it's when two planets are in the same element as each other and within that five degree orb or whatever orb you use so for example mars being in capricorn would be forming a trine to my venus in taurus because those are both earth signs and they're within that orb um but as opposed to the sextile which is like you have to really be mindful about let me turn my head to make sure i see the sextile the trine is a lot more apparent um we can tend to take advantage of trines because it's always there and we just like know it's there and you know whatever it'll always be there so why do i have to take advantage of it right in this moment um so it can show up as kind of lazy uh like a lazy privilege of oh yeah i've just always had that and not recognizing how um how awesome that energy is in a chart but anyway mars <laughs> venus uh trying this is someone whose sense of ambition and drive works really well with what they value there's not this miscommunication about why they do something different from what aligns with their value system and it i think it really helps them find a, a point of success with one another mm. Yeah, the trine energy, it is that harmonious energy. And like you think of, like Mimi mentioned with the same element, that's the all the, you know, it's all of the three signs that have that same element. If it's air signs, it's Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. If it's earth, it's Capricorn, Taurus, Virgo. And those yeah. three, you know, okay, water and fire, same for all of them. And those three signs are different signs that are have different modalities in that same element. And so they are existing and it's not like that sextile energy that we talked about it's an air or a fire or an earth or a water it is doing something the same way but bringing a tiny different twist to it that it's it's happening so seamlessly and and that's why i i know that we both have a common friend that has a sneaky earth trine in her chart yeah that you don't you're like wait why are you the most grounded down to earth person i've ever met and then you look at her chart and oh wait you have all three earth signs in this beautiful trine to one another you're just uh, you just appear to the world in that way without even trying without even noticing and and i think that trine energy like you said it's just happening without having to even in a sextile you got to turn your head a little bit to the right and be like oh yes you over there let's work together this is hey i'm just it's just communication happening without any effort needing to be put in yeah. because they are the same element yeah and i think that venus and mars being in a trine with one another this is someone who is open to variety um, someone who is willing to explore different ways of um, embodying whatever element this trine is in. And so they're willing to be open to whatever sort of variety is around them. Um, but it's also someone who will be naturally inclined towards one element. So they're going to lean into that. 
Um, yes. But like I said, like, it's kind of interesting to see, okay, so then what's the sign that's not being activated by this Venus Mars trine? What sign in that element is not being activated? And to see how maybe they're working together with a common goal to fill in the energy of that sign. Yes. So for example, if you think about water signs, if you have your Mars in Cancer and your Venus in Pisces, those are trine, but you do not have Scorpio. And so mm-hmm. what way are Cancer and Pisces coming together? And where is, yeah, where is the, the Scorpio element? Or that would be, yeah, I, I was about to go off on a tangent. We'll save that for later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I will say for, um, from Astrology King, for Venus Trine Mars, we have Venus Trine Mars natal gives a passion for life and social popularity. Your balanced totally. nature allows you to enjoy life to the fullest while not drawing on the energy of others. People enjoy being around you because you love sharing your true self. There are no mysteries or hidden intentions for others to worry about. You are comfortable being yourself in any situation and will have no trouble making genuine friends. Yeah, I can agree with that. There's still that boldness and um, boldness and putting yourself out there because it is a trine. It works well with your social life. Whereas, you know, if we we're going to get into squares, there's going to be a little more friction there. There's there's an ease here. There's an ease about the way in which you put yourself out there. People can it's palatable. It's also if you have this Mars, which is what I do, and this Venus, which is what I value, you are constant in constant easy communication between what I do and what I value. And that I think is what brings up both a social aspect and a, I guess, sharing your true self, because there's no conflict between what I do and what I love, what I do and what I value. And and that is just apparent because they're communicating so naturally with one another that that person might not even notice. Well, it's like, of course I'm doing what I love. That's just how I exist. And yeah. to others, that can be really refreshing and really transparent in a refreshing way of, wow, this person loves this thing and they're doing this thing or their actions reflect what I know their values are. Yeah. And when this is happening in a transit, if Venus is going to be trying my natal Mars or Mars is going to be trying my natal Venus, this feels like a time where I'm being pushed to grow, but not in a way that's uncomfortable. It's still speaking the same language. Like say it's a fire trine. It's still speaking to my fire placements. I do speak that language, but it's giving me some new vocabulary. It's giving me new terminology and it's pushing me to expand a little bit further while still being a relatable experience of growth yeah and unlike venus sextal mars i would look at if venus trine mars was happening that's something that i would pay attention to i if anything is in a fire you know fire sign i'm like okay wait i know that that's going to be lighting up my venus and if anything's in an air sign i'm like okay that's going to be lighting up my mars and how is that going to show up for me and how can i it's not even how can i take advantage of that energy it's i know that energy is going to be flow and nice yeah yeah yeah. and yeah. and again for that composite chart everything we just said but for the if like you and your partner you have venus trying their mars that i think would be such a i think that would be a great thing to <laughs> discover in you know your your chart and your partner's chart or your friend's chart because that energy is just easy flowing it's yeah and I, I feel like that would really bring harmony and really bring just ease is the word coming to mind. Yeah. And it's bringing new concepts to a relationship. Like 
if I had a partner who had their Mars trying my Venus, they're they're lighting me up with um, stimulation that I'm not bringing to myself. They're giving me new things to get excited about and to create something about. And same, you know, if their Venus were trying my Mars, they're they're showing me how what I'm doing is valuable in ways that I didn't quite understand it was valuable. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Well, those are the, I, I would say the three most harmonious aspects. Yes, yeah. And the next two that we're going to go over are aspects that bring up a little bit more of a challenge, a little bit more of a friction, a little bit more yeah. of a tension within them. And that doesn't yeah. have to be a bad thing. That can be something that often really pushes you to grow, but yeah. it is something that is less smooth, let's say, starting with yeah. a square. Yeah. I mean, square is literally Mars energy. So yeah. we're already like having situated ourselves in a comfort with Mars. Square is just pushing more of that Mars energy out. If you think of a square literally as a shape, it's the two lines coming together at that corner. And that yeah. corner, like it can be, it can be more jarring because yeah. it is an, uh, you know, it's a 90 degree angle. We really have to shift from this direction to that direction in order to continue that energy flowing. And so it is known as being a difficult aspect and it can bring tension and friction to a chart. And so when you have planets squaring each other, they bring different points of view and that that angle coming together is butting heads and they need to find yeah. what they have in common in order to work together. And like those with typically those with many difficult aspects are thought to have more dynamic perspectives because there is a level of inner conflict. And so this is when you have, you think of the different modes, we've got cardinal, fixed and mutable. And when they are in quote unquote, incompatible elements. So for example, if we have mutable signs, that would be Sagittarius, which is a fire mutable, Pisces, which is a water mutable. Those are making a square. That means that we have the same mode and we have to find commonality or we can find commonality in that mode, but fire and water do not exist in the same way. They don't do things in the same way. And so there is this friction and this tension that comes in. And so since we have Mars and Venus here, this is how I do things, my drive, everything that has to do with that action and that passion. And then with the softer side of Venus of what I love, what I value, the creativity, and they're not, they are not communicating in the same way. And so we have this need to almost like release that tension somehow, but because we will build to a point of tension. Venus square Mars is an enemies to lovers trope. Absolutely. That is all. <laughs> there is tension there is hatred because they do things so differently but there is an obvious attraction too and so that tension is pulsating and there's a desire to dive into it and to explore it a little bit um or there's a desire to just walk away and be like no i don't want to handle i don't want to deal with this this is too difficult um so it's whether or not you're up for the challenge to explore how you guys can come together especially if this is within like sinistry or a composite chart but also if it's in a composite chart and we know compatibility is a choice so if you've chosen to be compatible if you've chosen to be open to one another and to each other's differences this is a time where you guys really support 
each other in your differences and in how you guys can come together from such different points of views and problem solve, you know, and be able mm. to appease both perspectives. Yeah, I really like, I love the, this is enemies to lovers trope that just like is perfect, especially for this episode. <laughs> but I also, there, if you have this in your own natal chart or, well, yes, let's start with that. If you have this in your natal chart, that's being your own enemies to lovers energy. Okay, so yeah. it's like, those are the <laughs> moments where you're like, man, I hate this, but like also, yeah, I'm the best. You know, like there's this, this, I don't know, push and pull and tug where they're not, those energies within you are not working together in a way that is as harmonious. And it, it just makes me think of like, you know, okay, I really want to run this marathon that's something I value. And then, but my actions are me like sitting on the couch day in and day out. And it's like, yeah. it's, they're not aligning. And so how do I come together that square energy, that angle, how can I come together and make it so that both the, both the Mars part of me and the Venus part of me are feeling satisfied. Like it's almost that compromise area where we have yeah. appeased both Mars and Venus in a natal chart and then when it comes to if this is you and a partner you and another person in your life this is like where compromise is key in my opinion because yeah. you you don't function in the same way this is the enemies to lovers like where it could get super heated and explosive and then like oh my gosh i get it and like this is the most like sensational thing but it's also you know your way you're not speaking the same language there are two different languages happening and both people have to make some sort of effort to learn a couple of key words in the other person's language in order for there to be yeah. that harmony. Yeah, there's like this compartmentalization and I think there is a struggle with sex life versus love life and yeah. maybe intimacy when it comes to these two planets being square to each other because there is this sexual drive that wants one thing and then your sense of value and how you feel valued is so very different and trying to figure out how they work together this could be someone who has to heal through their sexual experiences throughout life or it could be someone who explores polyamory because they seek um they seek love and value from one relationship but they seek sex and passion from a different kind of relationship this just can show how your um relationship to relationships can be a little more unconventional be a little different and and be more individual and unique to what your needs are and i also think that when this transit is happening it can feel very tense and really charged but mm. always pushes us to grow i think that square yeah. energy is just like you know it it feels like there's it could feel heavy. It could feel just, I feel like charged is the best word when I'm in, experiencing yeah. a square energy. Yeah, Ooh, a, yeah. A square transit in my chart. It just feels like everything, <laughs> there's too many electronics on, you know, like it's just like, yeah. ah, and I, and, but then it's always in those moments that there has to be some sort of willingness to look at things from that other perspective that then allows growth and change and all transits pass and hopefully within that square transit you've learned something that then was able to ease the tension as opposed to crumble under it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think when we're talking about like sinistry this is a good 
this is a good lesson to communicate like communicate why you do the things that you do or like what motivates your actions or what motivates your values really like making sure that there's open communication and understanding and reciprocity between you and your partner yeah yeah from astrology king we have venus square mars natals brings intense love hate feelings into incredibly <laughs> intimate relationships there you go any irritation at loved ones can rapidly escalate to anger and temper tantrums yet this intensity of feelings subsides just as quickly as it builds once the pressure valve has been released so the lessons with venus square mars is to gain more self-control over volatile passions you're just basically describing every enemies to lovers book I know. synopsis. I'm arc. like, we hate each other until we take each other's clothes off. And then exactly. we're good. <laughs> we scream and then we fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Literally that. But yeah. I mean, that's it. That's the energy. And they're like the release, we can have it in that type of enemies to lovers way. Or it, exactly. if this is happening in your own chart, you have to find what that what that means, what that release means. You know? Yeah that and i think that that the release element is almost like that commonality once we find one thing that we can come together on then the tension is like okay yeah and if that is in your natal chart or you know in a relationship it's going to happen over and over again these are energies that that are always going to be squaring but you find different tools you find different ways in order to release that tension yeah yeah all right Lastly, we've gotten opposition. So this is when v- when two planets are in direct opposition with one another. There are six axes in the zodiac. So, you know, Aries, Libra, Taurus, Scorpio, so on and so forth. So when they're within five degrees of an exact opposition, both of these planets are very much tethered to one another. It's like there's this cord of energy of a current that's always communicate communicating back and forth. Um And there's a push and pull, right? They do things in opposite ways. But the way that I talk about axis, like about these opposites, is that they're not actually opposites in the way that people think like opposites attract. They're actually very similar. They operate in this on the same system, but they just have very different perspectives of the system and they Mm -hmm. see it from a very different lens. Um, so they are working together and opposition is quite a complex aspect, I think, because there is that element of really working together of connectedness with one another, but there's also coming at it from very different points of view. You know, there's like, I can't remember what it is. There's some image or like cartoon where it's like something like the word mom is written out and one person is like, it says mom. And the other person on the other side says, no, it says, wow. And it's like, you're both right. Yeah, yeah. It, it says both. It depends on your perspective. And you're both looking at the same thing. Opposition, energy. It's yeah, they are. I always think of it as tug of war. You're holding on to the same rope. And yeah. you just have a different perspective of that. So when you realize that you're both looking at the same thing, it just looks different from over here. That's yeah. when you come together. There needs to be like a willingness for empathy, like an understanding that like, oh, you're coming at this from another place. And I mean, you have this in your natal chart. I know. I'm like, wait, tell me about me because I want to know more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like there's such a push and pull between wanting to do things like say it's in uh, Aries and Libra of like wanting to do things for yourself because that's what your Mars wants. It's so activated. It's so driven by your, your need to succeed and be self-sufficient and to survive. But say that 
Venus is opposite it in Libra, it has such a desire to make sure that the experience is smooth for everybody around you too. And yeah. with, in this exact example, they're both in their own signs. So they're, none of them is winning. They're both very much at this like stand. I think of it as like a Western draw, right? <laughs> yeah. really it's like, there's not enough space for both of us here, but there, there is, and there has to be. So it's about creating space for, for that polarity within yourself and knowing that both like sides of you or both parts of you are valid and just yeah. which one should take up the space in in whatever circumstance you're in exactly and that is the way in which i do have mars opposite venus i have mars and gemini venus and sagittarius and i do feel like one way that it shows up is in my you know venus has a lot to do with your style too. Uh -huh. And I think that some days I'm like quaffed to the nines and other days I am like in active wear <laughs> and just Rebel being and like, potato. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's more than that. It's like, I really do feel an identity of, you know, when I am really putting in so much effort to my appearance and I feel so good in a put together way, I feel so me. And then there's another side of me when I'm like in my archery uniform with my hair up with like, with all like the sporty stuff around me where I feel like, yes, I am so me. And it is learning to like, both of those things are me in different situations yeah. and it is that mars masculine energy venus feminine energy it is that you know more harsh active and like soft and creative both of those existing always at the same time and exactly what you said which one is kind of going to step up for this particular moment in life because they're yeah. they're both present and i think that once you recognize that it's not an either or it's a both but it can be situational. Yeah. And for this to work in a relationship in sinistry, there just needs to be an openness and an acknowledgement that you are coming at it from different perspectives, that that mom looks like, wow, to you, I believe you, I believe your experience, and I'm open to what other different experiences you have to share with me. I think for this to work in a relationship, there just needs to be that openness. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, they're, they are opposite signs. And like Mimi said, they have more, I, I find opposite signs to have more similarities and differences. Yeah. And so it's, I, agree. I think that it can function really well in a relationship having that opposition, but it does have to come with that level of understanding, especially when it is Venus versus Mars. There has to be, I guess, a place of okay, Mars is leading this one or Venus is leading this one. And also, like you said, it does, it always depends on what the signs are. And yeah. the, the quote here for Venus opposite Mars is that Venus opposite Mars natal creates an intense emotional life resulting in e equally fierce relationships. When you love someone, you express your strong feelings through deeply passionate and sometimes dramatic displays of affection. Although this is normal for you and a sign of how much you love someone, the other person may think you are coming on too strong <laughs> and feel threatened. And I like asked my husband, I'm like, do, do I, does my love come on too strong? Do you feel threatened by my love? And he was like, no <laughs> you yeah mean? i mean you're the exception being sag though it's like <laughs> oh my god intimacy 
<laughs> yeah, Sag and Gemini is not the the yeah. axis for like if this yeah. were Taurus Scorpio, yes, absolutely. You just yeah. make sure your partner also has that axis activated. Yeah. Um, I also think that this Venus Mars opposition is like lady in the streets freak in the sheets 1000 percent. where you come across socially this one thing but actually sexually your drive your aggression your yeah your sex drive is is totally opposite it so this is a couple that present as one thing and then what they enjoy in the bedroom is something extremely different oh that's so interesting yeah it is that you know which one is being shown right now which one's being shown in a different exactly. scenario yeah. yeah, what is my social persona versus what is my sexual persona? Yeah, exactly. And and then if we have this transit happening, if you have Mars opposition Venus, it's, you know, they just can't, if you think of that tug of war, they just can't help but be tugged by that other one. It's not the same thing as being next to each other in a chair where you're straight up next to someone and you feel everything. It's that you have a tug uh, like you have a, a rope attached and when one of them moves the other one's being pulled that way and it's like wait a minute I don't want to be pulled that way and then I pull backwards yeah. and so it's finding that like this is that really satisfying tension when both people are equally leaning back and holding each other up being you know having that that rope connected to each other like finding a way of uh we're at a nice balance because we're both being represented equally or with an understanding of yep you can tug this time but i'm tugging back next time yeah i mean if mars is opposite my natal venus i'm gonna feel like i'm being confronted like are you actually um taking action enough or are you simply processing things within yourself it might get me out of my body a little bit get me out of my head a little bit and into the real world um and I also think it would motivate me to, you know, be more aware of my finances, be more aware of my values, be more aware of my relationships and actually feel motivated to reach out to people and make connections with others. Whereas if Venus were opposite my natal Mars, I'm feeling the need to soften and to slow down again and to, you know, rest and recharge. And the houses that these transits are happening in is so important because for me, my Venus is in the 10th house. I am very much invested in my work. I am, uh, I feel so good. I find pleasure from doing a good job in my career. And if Mars were opposite my Venus in my fourth house, I'm feeling that need to just stay and rest and recharge in my home. I mean, I also work from home, but I'm feeling motivated to nest and to um, hermit myself. So the houses that this that this transit is happening in is also equally important because we're focusing our energies on something on the opposite of what we normally are focusing our energies on. Yeah, which can bring in balance and yes. it can make you aware of perhaps a balance that needs to be brought into, you know, if this is a transit that this isn't something that you live with every day, this is just energy that's heightened during a particular time when this is transiting, it can yeah. feel like that tug, but, oh, wait a minute, you know, it does say mom, not just wow, <laughs> you know, like yes. it can make yeah. you aware of that other perspective. Both can exist at the same time. Exactly. And I like that confronting energy that you brought up. And I could also see it is if you had Venus transiting and making an opposition to your Mars about, you know, am I doing something of value? Am I doing something that is yeah. creatively fulfilling? Yeah, am, 
Am I doing something like the way in which I move through my day because Mars is that drive? Is it actually, you know, serving the, you know, am I embodying that energy in the rest of my life? Is it actually serving that purpose? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So there wow. you have it. Mars and Venus, planets of finding balance with one another. Yeah. And which is so great for a Valentine's time, a relationshipy yeah. time, self-love, especially, you know, the self-love moments I think to take away from this are when it is really in that natal placement or if it's in that transit happening, that's when you really focus on you. And it's fun to look at, you know, your your chart in relation to other people's charts, both in your composite and your synastry and see how they're interacting with one another, how you and the people in your life show up in that Mars and Venus energy and let us know as well. Like Mimi mentioned our socials at the beginning, we're on Instagram. That's the best place to keep up with all the news at the stars made me podcast. Definitely check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the stars made me do it. We're always chatting aspects and charts in discord with our Patreon community over there. And if any of these aspects show up in your chart or in you and a person in your life and something really hit, or you have something else that you'd like to add, definitely reach out to us and we will be back for for the rest of forever with um, <laughs> <Yeah>. every other. <laughs> yeah, let us know what planets you want us to tackle next. Absolutely. So, Sierra, why did we talk about Mars and Venus today? Because the stars made us do it. <laughs>